you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen, and I have a special guest today, Jared Levinson, who is joining us to give us some information and tell us a little bit about his background and his podcast as well. We're exchanging podcasts today. Uh, Jared's podcast is called Eating Enlightenment. Did I get that right? Eating Enlightenment, yeah. Um, and he has had an, an interesting uh, journey from Buddhist meditation and um, schooling and getting in with the eating and, and um, just, uh, just a lot, especially for his young age. He's, he's been a lot of places and done a lot of things and has uh, gotten to where he is and sharing that knowledge and that information with other people. So Jared, why don't you uh, take a couple minutes and just add on to that? Um, sure. That was pretty good. Thank you for introducing me and everything. I'm happy to be here. Um, first, I want to acknowledge, like, I know your brand and business and platform, Healthy Tips After 50, and I'm about 30 right now. So <laughs> it's kind of, it might be an interesting question to your audience. Like, what can this yeah. young guy uh, bring to the table and how can I benefit? And um, hopefully, hopefully I can uh, mm -hmm. deliver on, on that premise today. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so me, um, kind of some interesting things about me one lived after college for 13 months in a meditation center so no internet you know meditation every day you know you you know meditation center 13 months so that was really interesting i also got into meditation because my background was just uh coming from a family that was um very thinking and not feeling. So I remember reading a book when I was 18 and I, it talked about emotions and um, I was really lonely back then. Like just, just really uh, just didn't know how to connect to people at all. Mm -hmm. And so I, I knew I was off. And so I remember reading this book and being like, ah, that's why I'm off. Like I was very smart and analytical and I could think, but I couldn't feel I was numb. Mm -hmm. And that when you're numb, you're awkward and you just, you miss social cues and you just kind of get left out. And so I was like, Oh, that's why I'm left out emotions. Like that's really important stuff. Like what are those? And so this, uh, you know, not having any familiarity with emotions kind of, I think that's why I was drawn to meditation so much. It was like, there's something big missing in my life. And um, I got to do everything I can to, catch up or become normal. Mm. So that's where I was coming from. And then, you know, through years of therapy as well, <laughs> let's be honest, um, and, and meditation retreats and, and, uh, <laughs> and, um, and even exploring the psychedelic scene, which I think psychedelics used responsibly can uh, really shift a person's mindset in just powerful ways. So it's been a long journey, but, um, but I got into eating at some point 
I think I connected with the eating field because uh, eating, you know, when people struggle with binge eating or emotional eating, that's a symptom. And, uh, you know, you, people try to fix the symptom by going on a diet or using willpower to stop eating so much, but it always, it never works. And so people eventually, they start being willing to do some deeper emotional work. They start being willing to reconnect to themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's been my journey as well um, in the, in terms of eating, especially around the emotional reconnection. Uh, I had a little bit of history of binge eating back when mm -hmm. in high school as a wrestler. Um, but it, it, it didn't define me as much as my struggle with reconnection did. So yeah, that's kind of just a little bit about me. And um, yeah. So why don't you just do the little 10 second thing of what you're actually doing now? Oh, for sure. Got a number of different, different irons in the fire, as they say. Yeah, right now I'm, I'm an emotional eating coach. So if people are struggling with binge eating or emotional eating, um, it's, it's really helping people. And, and whether this could be a clinical spectrum or it could just be like, you can't stop thinking about food. You, you overeat a little bit too much and you're looking for like the basics, right? So I help people with like the basics of eating as well as like emotional eating, which is where I think you, uh, emotional eating in the sense like, you know, you shouldn't eat food when you're upset, you know, like you have a problem, but you can't stop turning to food when you're upset or, or sometimes it's just even automatic. Oftentimes you're just like, wow, I'm eating food all of a sudden. What the hell? <laughs> and then binge eating, um, which can be pretty severe, but, um, but the beautiful thing about binge eating is that it's very, you can see rapid progress in a pretty quick amount of time. That's where you lose control. You eat way too much food. You feel terrible afterwards. And, uh, that cycle just repeats again and again and again. And so those are, that's how I help people right now. I'm at eatingenlightenment.com. And then there's the accompanying podcast, Eating Enlightenment. And um, yeah, I, I believe on my website, I'm offering like a, a behind the scenes interview of, of someone who she had binge eating for 44 years <gasps> and she got over it in about five months. So you really can make wow. rapid progress. So yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's cool. I know. Like, yeah, that's and it's measurable too. Like, yeah, you know, it's like how many times are you binge eating a week? Like five. Okay, then like five months later, how many is it? And it's like yeah. one or zero to one or you know, yeah. it's like oh shit, yeah. this is this is cool. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely no, and and I can I can appreciate that a lot. I mean, I was a fat kid and a fat teenager and a. And a, and a fat college person. Um, mm. and it wasn't until I got into graduate school that I, I lost, I lost the weight. Did you um, lose it through like, uh, learning about more about like the basics of eating or was it more like getting um, help for yes emotional and, stuff? Um, it was, it, it was more about, um, the doctor that I was, that I had at college, which was when they still provided medical services, um, at Cal. <laughs> for students, which stopped many decades ago. Ah. But, um, and I was, I was a good 20 pounds overweight, maybe more. And, and she just said to me, she said, well, she said, if you don't lose it now, I was like 23, 24, somewhere in there. She said, if you don't lose the weight now, you'll, you'll be fighting it the rest of your life. Oh, man. <laughs> the harsh you thing know. to say, but yeah. Well, no, but she was, you know, because as, as I'm sure you know, as well, when you get older it's it's harder to change your biology yeah and um 
so anyway, so she, she had me on a, you know, counting calories diet okay. at that okay. point sure. and, sure. and healthy stuff. I mean, I wasn't eating bad stuff and I dropped the weight and I haven't, I never, you know, one or two points I've gained a little bit of weight back and then I yeah, looked at it and like, gone, mm, nope. sure. <laughs> Got off. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Some people, um, I don't know exactly what your background is with, with dieting and so forth. Um, sometimes people, it sounds like you're one of them, uh, uh-huh. respond very well to, uh, some, just some, some basic calorie counting, you know, it's like maybe the calorie counting, you weren't quite sure on what's a good amount to eat. And then you start mm-hmm. eating that good amount and then you're good. Um, I'll, oftentimes people who, who, uh, really struggle with emotional eating for, for years, for decades. Um, there's some deeper patterns going on where uh, they really tried to lose weight in a severe way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there was just, just some other stuff going on. And, and so sometimes this calorie counting advice can, can actually backfire. People can become like too obsessed, obsessed with it or, mm-hmm. or they try it and then it doesn't really yeah. work. And then they, they feel yeah. upset that it didn't work and it just can lead to this, you know, distrust, yeah. really a, a distrust around food and, and a horrible relationship with food. And, and, you know, when you eat food a few times a day, it's like, that's not a relationship you want to be in. It's yeah. an abusive relationship really yeah. for a lot of yeah. people. Food is, uh, Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, I had, I had, um, as far as dieting and stuff, my goodness, I was, <laughs> I was on Weight Watcher when Weight Watcher started. That's how long ago it was. That's how old oh, I am. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, they didn't have foods. They didn't have branded stuff, any of that kind of stuff. Wow. <clears throat> and, and, it, and I gained weight on it, to yeah. be perfectly honest. You yeah. know? And I was just like, okay, well, this isn't working. So I stopped yeah, doing that. You. I did that when I was in high school. You know, my mother took me. That was Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean dieting and so oh, common, yeah. you know. Yeah. No, no, I was I I was I was definitely a fat kid. I'm glad you could see that it wasn't sustainable and you kind of changed courses. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I had grown up a little bit by the time I was in graduate school and had been away long enough to know that there were other things dealing yeah. to deal with. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, some for a lot of people, you know, for a lot of about half the people, I think, you know, they mm-hmm. just need to tighten up their, tighten up their regular eating, eat a bit more mm-hmm. balanced meals, um, get a little bit of, it's something that is not, I used to be a personal trainer, but personal trainers never really talk about the feeling of being content, you know, in your body. There's no mind body connection. It's all about mm-hmm. nutrition and that great. We all need some basic nutrition, eat regularly, eat fat, proteins, carbs. So you feel content, but oftentimes people are missing this part about feeling content. Mm-hmm. It's really important. Um, Mm -hmm. anyways, so like about half the people out there, I feel like respond pretty well to just some pretty basic, a little bit of mind body connection, a little bit of basic nutrition, Uh you know, they can really make some progress around there. Uh, but a a lot of other people too, um, they've gone through so many different systems. They've gotten so many different pieces of advice from nutritionists and, and doctors and Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig and blah, 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 bl
the social isolation, it's like I was missing something. Yeah. While I was missing the connection, I was missing the heart, the body, the body connection. Mm. And um, I knew something was off, but here I was reading books about emotions instead of like feeling my emotions. Right. And so that's such a critical piece that gets missed out for so many different people. And it, and then, and then when, and then here's the key thing is, is that when they hear this basic instruction, like, oh, just eat a few times a day, balance meals, uh, listen a little bit of hunger and fullness. They're like, yeah, I, I know that. But like, they have all these thoughts in their head and it really, it really screws things up. <laughs> all these yeah. different rules and like, yeah, the, it, no, it's, it's, there's too much information out there now. Yeah. That's, you know, I mean, you go into a bookstore, there's as big mm. a section on dieting as there is on history. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. So you can you can see what's selling. Uh huh. But that means that people are buying multiple books. Oh Talk yeah. About being confused. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. Totally. There's a a well known phenomenon where people, you know, so so people, you know, if you drive to the movies mm-hmm. and your car breaks down, you, you call a mechanic and you get the car fixed, right? You don't mm-hmm. you don't think that you broke the car, right? Like you say, oh, the car's broken. Well, humans, we never do that with diets. Like we think that we failed. Mm, like mm. we we don't ever question like the diets, right? So if we're the failures and then we then it's like we never question the 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 methodology. Uh-huh. So that's why people go diet after diet. Oh, that diet didn't work. Like I screwed that one up. Maybe I can find one that I will follow. Yeah. Instead of realizing, no, like, fault, like you're missing the connection. You're missing the connection. You're not, you're not getting the yep. connection. Like everything is just yeah. going to be off a little bit. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, and I think just the fact that there is so much, everyone thinks, oh, well, you know, which one is the right one for me? Yeah. And that's a whole, that's a whole nother thing to feel guilty about, right? Mm-hmm. Is, oh, I can't figure it out. Or, oh, it didn't work for me. It must be me. Yeah. And not necessarily the diet, you know, and it, and it, it can be, everybody's food is different. You know, mm-hmm. what works, what works for them, what your body needs depends on how much you're exercising, depends on so many different variables, yeah. right? Uh, food history. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's why this, this conversation about like, what makes you satisfied? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like mentally set, like not only right. comfortably full, like let's talk about what does comfortable fullness mean, yeah. but, but what is mentally going to like yeah. satisfy you, you know, cause sometimes people eat, you know, brown rice, chicken and broccoli, and maybe they do have some comfortable fullness. Right. But uh-huh. mentally they're like, you know, they're not satisfied. And then, yeah. and then like, they can't, they can't stick to it because, because mm-hmm. they're not satisfied. So, yeah. 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 No, abs- absolutely. In fact, I, I saw on your website where you were talking about um, eating some fat. Yeah. And that helping. Absolutely. Being, being satisfied. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, I think our, our society has gotten a little better about eating fat because for many years it was just, oh my God, no, you didn't want to have anything to do with fat you didn't want it in your refrigerator you didn't want it in your mouth you know um and and that's just so wrong that's where like the whole i can't believe it's not butter thing came from like because butter has fat and like fat's you know horrible right it's like the end of the world (laughs) yeah that was kind of i think that was i don't know i've read a lot and i've 
talk to a lot of people. I don't quite like I I can feel those vibrations sort of like mm-hmm. I can feel that people kind of think that fat is bad, mm-hmm. but it it feels like it was in the past. I hope so. Yeah. But I think there's still to this day like some apprehension around fat yeah. and and um, you know, yeah. and so oh, like it, you know, here's some good sources of fat. Let me name it off the top of my head. Nuts, olive oil, yogurt. Yogurt and nuts are probably the main ones, but cooking vegetables avocado. and olive oil. Avocado, yep. Avocado toast, yep. <laughs> my avocado toast. Um, those are like the main ones, right? It's a little bit of fat yeah. and some meats and stuff. But, um, you know, this is these are very... Uh, sometimes I don't like to use the word good, but I'll just use the word good. These are good sources of fat. They're going to mm-hmm. make you... They're yeah. going to really help you feel satisfied. And so... Um, well, that's they not are, all bad. They are good. Your body needs fat. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, not, not, yeah. not, not all of, not a hundred percent of what you're eating, obviously. No, sure. 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 Everything there, is in moderation, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking in my head about this language about good and bad and it's fine. Um, mm-hmm. some of the like more like, I don't know, just like the, uh, newer stuff that's coming out, like for oh. example, anti-diet by, uh, Christy Harrison, um, the whole, this whole, they're, they're really trying to help people rethink about everything, including the, you know, so it's a language thing, the moralizing of foods, like, are, oh. is food really bad if you eat fat? Like, right. you know, cause we say like fat is bad, yeah. like, like you're a yeah. bad person if you eat fat, but they're, right. they're trying to just help people be more conscious around like, you know, food is food, like mm-hmm. it's not good or bad. Like, it, it can make you feel, feel unpleasant. You know, mm-hmm. it can make you feel pleasant, but like, are you a criminal for having a donut? Like, did you harm anybody? You know what I mean? Like sometimes, yeah. I mean, the amount yeah, of yeah. eating people, the amount of self-flagellation that right. people, you know, they, they're like, they think they're bad by, because they screwed mm-hmm. up their diet. And it's like, you're treating yourself like a goddamn criminal. Like, listen, you're not bad. Like, yeah. Like, you know, so, so there's, so that's what I was kind of, I feel like as yeah, a yeah. influencer in the eating space, I kind of have to at least talk about that a little bit, but I also think it I can agree. go way too overboard too. Like, oh my God, yeah. you know, like, are we just gonna, for, you know, I don't know. It can go too overboard. Like, oh, like don't talk about good and stuff like that and bad. But I don't know. It's an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, for yeah. sure. Um, and yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those ones you could have a conversation about for hours, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Easy, easy absolutely. Easy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, well, yeah, okay. something else. Okay, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. One other, just an interesting thing. I think it's really important. Um, just, just the understanding that, um, you know, not everyone is meant to have a an Instagram body. <laughs> like a lot of your body shape is determined by. Uh, genetics and so yeah i think it's like one fifth of people have that naturally athletic thin shape and just 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 if i could just spread one thing it's like if you have a naturally bigger body size and that's fine doesn't mean you're unhealthy doesn't mean like you can't be happy or have respect or date or Mm. or uh have energy or you know play with your kids doesn't mean any of that but if you try to fit your body into a smaller body you could fight that battle for years and you could really hurt yourself. Yeah. Like you could ruin your life. Oh yeah. It's not healthy. 
it's it's not healthy, not healthy. Uh-uh. and then it creates all these thoughts and and you spend a lot of money on diets and you're you're not living and this can go on for decades and it's a trap it's a real trap um i think that's why people keep buying book after book they mm-hmm. get into this trap like you know you know this idea that you can control your body appearance through willpower it's it's a dangerous trap and and you know speaking of weight watchers by the way mm-hmm. i have a graphic that i will share with people it's from the Weight Watchers website. I believe it's weightwatchers.com forward slash US forward slash research. Maybe center after that. I kind of forget, uh-huh. but pretty easily found. It lists all the studies that Weight Loss Weight Watchers has done. That's one of their biggest uh, marketing points is that they've done extensive okay. research, right? So they have uh-huh. this huge list of studies. And then at the very top, there's this paragraph, right? And it says, you know, people don't read the paragraph. They just see all the studies and they say, oh man, science. Um, well, the paragraph, I mean, to Weight Watchers credit, I don't know if, well, anyways, the paragraph says like um, something like, uh, so the, the following studies have been cut off at the six month marker. Like they only measure up to six months. Oh. So it's like, yeah, this is on Weight Watchers website. Like, we have all this research that it works for six months. That's and then, fun. oh, any research after six months we're not going to include that. Wow. Yeah. And it's because of course, long-term diet science is, it's like, it's showing as clearly as cigarettes are as bad for your health. The -hmm. long-term science of dieting is, is, has been shown that dieting is as bad for you, if not worse than cigarettes. And the, and the link is like crystal clear, but it's, it gets, it's in the long-term research where that gets found out. And so of course, Weight Watchers forgets to mention that. Because yeah. their whole business model depends on people, you know, buying the next program, falling off the wagon, repurchasing it. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a weird it's a weird thing that's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, you know, they're they're a marketing company. They're not really a health company, even though they think yeah. they are. Yeah. 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 That's the, yeah. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So you've got your little intuitive eating book. Yeah. 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 So do you want, you want to tell us about what intuitive, intuitive eating. eating is? I'm down. Yeah. Um, and especially very, very simply, very okay, simply. Let me, it's just, let me stop you for a second. Sure. And if you can also talk about how important it is, especially for people over 50, mm. right? Because yeah. eating habits change. A lot when you get older, you have different needs. Um, One conversation I'm seeing, so intuitive eating mm-hmm. in a nutshell yep. is getting your body and how you feel back into mm-hmm. the equation. Intuitive eating can sound very hippie-ish, right? Like, oh, it's intuitive and, and blah, blah, blah. But but rest assured that when you start off intuitive eating, you start off with the basics like we covered earlier. You, you're mm-hmm. eating regularly, yeah. you're getting enough protein and fat. There's a basic meal schedule. It's like, it's pretty grounded in basic nutrition. Um, but from there, there's a lot of exercises, conversations, explorations around like hunger, comfortable mm-hmm. hunger, fullness, comfortable fullness, food satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That's like the first half of intuitive eating is getting you to a n- relatively normal relationship with food. Mm-hmm. I'd say the other half is kind of advanced. I'll, I'll call it advanced mm-hmm. or, or maybe not advanced, but um it's for people who really struggle struggle with thoughts, really struggle with these rules, really struggle with body image. It's mm-hmm. a there's a lot of stuff, a very deep field that can help um, bring some healing to mm-hmm. you know the the um, profound 
shame, the profound patterns, these deep patterns, you know, like these deep patterns, they get, they get in you and they're hard to get out. And not that you ever get them out, but, but learning how to change, learning how to relate differently to these thoughts, learning how to not have all these thoughts in your head, like not judging yourself purely on your body appearance. Mm. Um, you know, so I think like those are some more nuanced principles, but they're, they're in there as well. At the end of the day, it's just, it's trying to educate people about like, like, Hey, this like dieting doesn't work. Like there's a different way. Like you can bring your heart back into nutrition. Um, Mm. you can reconnect, you know, they say to your intuition, your intuition Mm -hmm. is like, listen, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have scales and caveman days. How, how the hell do cavemen feed themselves? Right. Like something in them, like kind of guided them to eat or, you know, Mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that to breathe to live so there's there's that intuition every person has in them and so it's reconnecting to that which is important there's you know it's it's, it's very important um if you're missing that connection it's like you'll tr- you'll try to fill that connection up with diets or emotional eating this is you know healing that connection is is the root of mm. this stuff you know when you're missing that connection it, you'll mm-hmm. substitute it for something else um, so that's intuitive eating yeah. and why it's important over 50. What's coming up for me as I answer, as I think about this is just like the people I work with that are over 50. Mm-hmm. And a big thing that they say is that they don't want their kids to diet. Mm-hmm. Like they know they've spent okay. decades of their life, you know, every morning hopping on the scale and feeling bad because their weight went up or whatever, went up mm-hmm. by like a little bit. They spent decades and and tortured themselves really i mean this is torturous yeah. this is a uh, oh yeah yeah this is um it's profoundly painful and there is real you know there's discrimination in our society for sure um but anyways they they know that their struggle with food they don't want their kids to go through that like they know that a lot of people who are getting into 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 a, into intuitive eating when they're in their 50s are like yeah, I don't want my kids to see me. I need to change my relationship with food because, you know, I don't have a good relationship with food. I, you know, I abuse it. It abuses me. I'm, I'm controlling of it. I mm-hmm. overeat it. Like, they're like, this needs to stop. Like, I can't, uh-huh. I can't, you know, if I want my kid to have a sense of self-esteem, mm. um, you know, innate sense of self-esteem, like, I can't be having my self-esteem based on a freaking scale if I want my kid to have their self-esteem yeah. be like, you know, grounded yeah. and, and, and grandkids and grandkids. grandkids. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. starting to get grandkids as well at this point, you know? Yeah. So it's a whole new generation. Yeah. And, and I, I think a lot of, I think a lot of people, they kind of feel like maybe they, they screwed up a little bit with their own kids mm. <laughs> and and they they don't want or their kids don't want them to be screwing up the grandkids. Yeah. The same way. <laughs> so but there's, you know, there's just a lot of that. Mm-hmm. There there's a lot of that involved. And, yeah. and modeling a good, healthy mm. diet and way of eating and, and and a way of living, exercise and all of that is is the best way. Yeah. The to, Greeks though this word diet, there's two definitions. Uh mm-hmm. Uh, the Greek, it was a Greek word originally. And I, it was like, um, 
the way a community regularly eats. It was just like, you know, your oh, diet. Okay. Uh-huh. And then, and then kind of like the secondary word is like intentional weight loss. Yeah. Just kind of interesting. Like the word diet yeah. It used to be, it used to be a really beautiful word and now it kind of, I don't know, it's kind of tainted a little bit or it has different meanings. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Which is not unusual, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, we're human beings are very good at yeah. doing that. Yeah, using yeah. Things for our own, our own means. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, intuitive eating, one of the challenges of it is because diets are very simple. They're very clear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, and, when we're in this day and age where there's so much uh, uncertainty, like COVID and, mm-hmm. you know, fake news and fake science and, and there's so much yeah. like, who do we trust? And there's just like this existential, like what fear, anxiety, uncertainty, paranoia, all, of the, all the above. Yeah. And so, you know, diets can, can give real benefits to people. Like, and, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, I mean, I, I I'm, you know, and, I, and I'm also, you know, diets can give people a sense of clarity, a sense of definition, a sense of purpose, um, of course, in the long run, they're divorced from the connection to your body. And so mm. they, they end up failing in the long run. Mm. But in the short term, there can be a sense of social bonding. You're dieting with your friends. And, you know, it's relatively easy to lose weight on a diet. You know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. of course, you'll, you'll gain it back. That's the dirty little secret the weight industry doesn't like to talk about. But, um, but that's your fault. It's not their fault. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. You do something you, you buy didn't their... do right. Yeah. Yeah. There's something you didn't do right. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. They place all the guilt on people and never, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. really messed yeah. up. But, you know, healthy, becoming healthy and doing healthy eating in the long run really gives a person, um, I don't want to say a feeling of ownership, but it, you know, of, of purpose and that you've achieved something. Yeah. You know, it, it can be something that's really positive yeah. and you can look at it and say, Hey, that's a part of my life that I know mm. I'm doing a good job. Yeah. You know, I, th- yeah, I think absolutely. that's kind of a different way that, that is certainly not the way that most of these diet books and all that kind of stuff are going to do. They're not necessarily cheering you on, even yeah. though it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's more like, it's more like the talk shows. Uh huh. The morning talk shows, right? <laughs> like they're kind of, yeah, they're uh, cheering you on. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you're right too. Like healthy eating can be a really important part of of self esteem, and mm. I mean, I think we all, I think we all want to be healthy, right? I mean, I would hope so. Yeah, I think we all do. Yeah. I think yeah. weight loss too oftentimes becomes uh, the goal you know, like Mm -hmm. to look a Mm -hmm. certain way to, it's not really about health per se, but you know, I think that's where people can be led astray. Like, you know, they, they start focusing on weight loss to the exclusion of uh, what is making me feel happy. What is making me feel satisfied? Mm -hmm. Um, What is working for me? Like, yeah. I always like to say too, the means have to equal the ends, right? If you're torturing Mm -hmm. yourself in, in yeah. a weight loss health, if you're torturing yourself in the name of health, well, listen, the means are going to catch up to you. Like if you're, if your soul has a wound in it and you're trying mm-hmm. to cover that wound yeah. up by religiously following a diet, guess what? That little wound is going to bite you in the freaking butt 
and uh, mm-hmm. down the line and and it's it's very sad it's very sad because this wound can kind of you know i don't know uh it can really undermine people yeah, yeah. it can it's really an, undermine people. it's very yeah. yeah 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 um so this is about healing like this is about mm-hmm. if this isn't really about even i mean health is like even in some if if lack of health is a symptom right if emotional eating is a symptom in mm-hmm. some ways health is a symptom as well mm-hmm. this is about it's not about the food it's about like how you're living mm-hmm. are you loving yourself are you mm-hmm. able to be aware of how you're feeling and show up with and live a life of awareness mm-hmm. are you able to um you know practice a life of honesty and and you know, be honest with yourself about your struggles yeah. and, and, and also, you know, learn to have a upright, you know, a balanced, uh, flexible, we'll say upright relationship with yourself because mm. so many times people, their relationship yeah. with their self is judgment, blame, not yeah. good enough. It's like, if you're, if you're relating to life in that way, like, life is going to give you lemons, you know, this is about how you're showing up in the world. And then, you know, that's, that's where I think health comes from. It's a, it's Mm -hmm. an orientation. It's a mindset shift. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would, I would, I would totally, totally agree. I think that's why it's, it's health and wellness. Yeah. Those two things together are really what's important and you can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh Uh-huh. And, and it's, and you're right. It's, there's a basic yeah. place where your health is uh-huh. um, as health and, and wellness. So that's, mm. you know, that's exercising, walking or whatever you're doing, um, eating right. Um, I don't know. There's, there's so many different, you know, maybe meditation, which you and I have talked about. Um, it it mm. could be, you know, spending time with your family. It could be, having work that you're enjoying or doing something else that where you feel like you're giving back. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different pieces to that yeah. and not everybody doesn't have to do all of them, but if, if you get all of that kind of aligned, everything else will fall in place. Yeah. Yeah. Like fill, filling up your soul through a, a variety yeah. of different, I think yeah. that's, I honestly think that's what this is about more than mm-hmm. more than anything else. Yeah, it's a symptom like, rather than a um, yeah, cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, because yeah, a lot of the times people who struggle with food are um, they're people pleasers, and you know, I'm guilty yeah. of being one myself too. Like, where you, <laughs> <Me too>. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, where you don't say no to people, uh, but but also people pleasers. Um, you know, they're they're all about helping other people be happy, but then there can be a sort of a a um, block, a, a resistance, yep. a fear, a, a sense of unworthiness about um, doing things that make you feel good. Like right. that. And this is at a genuine level. Like if you yeah. go on a walk be, or run on the treadmill, because that's something you quote unquote should do. Yeah. If it doesn't reach the level of your soul, mm. it's not going to really nourish you in that same way. So this is about really being upfront or, or forthright about like, yep what truly is feels good to you yep. and, and, yep. and learning to, uh, you know, we'll say eat, eat those uh-huh. things like eat, yeah. eat you know, to nur- to consume, yeah. you know, positive uh-huh. things for you. Like what is, yeah. Right. And for me yeah. personally, what this has meant for me is sleeping a lot more. Like I'm getting, 
like eight plus hours of sleep. Like, and it feels kind of weird. It feels kind of weird to say that. Like, I'm actually like sleeping well. Like what? Like, (laughs) and, and going on like little walks. I used to be obsessively an exerciser, but now like I just went on like a 10 minute jog this morning and I'm, I'm going at like a 10 minute pace. It's not fast. And I used to be like, you know, myself, like, you know, pushing, uh, pushing, 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 pushing. And, um, and it's, you know, it feels kind of weird. It's like wearing a second skin, but it's like, Mm. yeah, I like this more. I like going on slow walks. Yeah. 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 Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that, you know, what you were talking about is, is the main reason that, you know, I've been kind of pivoting myself more towards being a coach Mm. and, and working with particularly women over 50, because we've never, we were raised to be people pleasers. We were raised to be last on the list. Yeah. Um, and so we burn out really fast doing that. Yeah. And you can't yeah. help people if you're burned out. Mm. So, you know, my message to women in mm. particular is, you know, and there's some men out there who do the same thing, but I think more so women is that you have to prioritize yourself in your own life. Mm. Amen. You do, you do that. You can help all the people you love. You'll have the energy yeah. to help other people that you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh. And I think sometimes people, they say like, I don't have time right now, Mm. but, um, you know, it's, it's not the way it's not, that's not a helpful. Well, no, it, it, how I usually like to talk about that is like, well, is, is not having enough time. How's that working for you? Yeah. Right. Like, is it working for you? You know, how's that working for you? Like if it's not working, maybe we need to try something else, you know? Yeah. 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 Doing it more isn't going to work. Yeah. 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 Like <laughs> it hasn't so far. What, yeah. what, what makes you think it's going to, I don't understand. <laughs> I know. I, I think, I don't know. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. I th- it's a philosophical question, but maybe like it kept you alive up until now. So, you know, the brain can be really good at keeping you alive. So if running yourself into the ground and being quote unquote productive has worked so far, like the brain kind of wants to, you know, continue with business as usual because you're still alive. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know because I don't see it really working well for people. Yeah. You know, I just think, like I say, I I think it's something that was learned. I really think that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's society and I don't think Mm -hmm. it's as much with younger women, but Mm -hmm. I think they still get some of that. Mm -hmm. They're seeing their mothers um, modeling that. Yeah. But I think a lot of them are probably smart enough to realize that there's a lot of pressure on women, a tremendous amount for uh family and uh That's right. and uh Working. career. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I know I totally burned myself out. I mean, I was mm. just, you know, it took me years to get my mm. brain my mm. brain back and I still have little patches that aren't quite there. Mm. But <laughs> so yeah do you think I'm, your journey is more like about unlearning or more about learning or maybe both but some you know sometimes i think we gotta unlearn yeah, no, I understand. stuff yeah i understand yeah. what you're saying i understand what you're saying um i think it's yeah i'm not sure i would i think unlearning might might be a, an okay word to me it's more of a flipping hmm. interesting it's kind of like okay you know what you're doing yeah. now we'll do the opposite okay <laughs> Don't put them first, put you first. Just just 
flip it. Yeah. That can feel so weird. Yeah. But in the beginning. Yeah. 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 But it's, Mm. it's kind of like, okay, but see, you're over here and you have no energy for anybody else. Yeah. You know, or let's put it another way. You don't have an energy for yourself. And because you're burning yourself out by working with everybody else, you don't end up really helping anybody. Yeah. And then so like, I think flip people... it the other way and be you first, that creates a whole lot of energy that can yeah, help it does. other people. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really lends itself. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I, I work like seven days a week um, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying this to brag, but I, I used to, um, you know, some days I would just crash. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, spend the mm-hmm. whole day in bed, basically. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and even it, and, and those patterns are still there to a degree, but it's like not nearly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think when this whole like giving yourself to other people, sometimes we, we burn out. And when we burn out, like you're definitely not there. You're definitely yeah. not being productive. You're stuck in bed, just sick or just depressed. You can't even get out of bed. Oh, like yeah. these are yeah. real costs, you know, that are, yeah. that's the result of uh, not caring for yourself, not putting yourself first. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. I, that, that's, that's yeah. totally where I'm coming from. It's for sure. Um, yeah. And it, um, and, and I think, and I think you're partially right. It is, it's one of those things where you have to, what you have to unlearn is your, is your, um, mm. your, what's that, you know, your reaction, your immediate yeah. reaction to things, uh-huh. just your default. And you have to go, yeah. no, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm doing yeah. this. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. The, that, that's the unlearning, I think, part. Yeah. And that like keeps coming up. Like the default oh, reactions. Yeah. They, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. a never ending battle to, yeah. Um, yeah. you know. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and mm-hmm. particularly, you know, for women over 50, we've got aging parents mm-hmm. who need us more. Kids that are growing up. Mm-hmm. Husbands. Um, jobs. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you name it. Mm. And now with the COVID-19, you know, and it, and the, and the women are usually yeah. the ones that are, you know, taking care of the house and they're mm-hmm. taking care of the kids and this, and, you know, mm-hmm. oh yeah, honey, no, no problem. You can work late. I'm going to, you know, I'll take care of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Mm, well, I always you like, can, find it, but yeah, you know, when is he doing or she, you know, I mean, it could be. Yeah. Those you know, are when, real when conversations. Doing that. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, I think just because, um, you know, I'm not married right now, but you've, mm-hmm. you've been married for, I don't know how long, but I know you're, you know, you mentioned earlier your husband and so forth, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, having conversations yeah, around, years. like, yeah, having conversations or I think you could be in an excellent position to help, uh, help women have those conversations, like, mm-hmm. you know, about yeah. having, you know, more equal responsibilities and step ex- expressing what you need. And those are real important parts about, I mean, just in life, but, mm-hmm. and with eating as well, there's usually some, oh, yeah. the whole people pleasing thing, you know, like, that's right. Yeah. 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 And, and eating is an easy place to go and hide. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when mean, you're not happy. Right? Yeah. In many, there's, this is one of the things I really help people see is it's like, um, you know, so after the, after they're kind of, usually people like a little bit of structure, they like kind of mm-hmm. basic meal plan, you know, kind of give them a sense of mm-hmm. progress and stuff. But, but very soon it, it becomes like, okay, so like, what is, you know, when you, you, when you break the meal plan, like, let's expect that you're going to break the meal plan or you're mm-hmm. going to not follow it perfectly when you don't follow it perfectly. Like, let's try to study that what's happening. And, 
And like, what, what, what benefits are you getting out of food? And like, it's like, well, food distracts you. It soothes you. It's safe. It's predictable. It never argues back. You have control over it. It, Mm. it, you know, it's exciting. You know, when you think about like the, the options you have, like there's tremendous, tremendous benefits to emotional eating. Mm. And, um, you know, the first step is awareness on, on being clear of those and also seeing how food can, uh, you know, if, if your husband isn't listening to you like that, that sense of rejection, like food in some ways can listen to you in some ways. And like understanding Mm -hmm. that you're getting your need met through food, like Mm -hmm. you're kind of getting your need met through food. Um, that can really help people like, Oh, like, yeah, this isn't about the food. This is about something deeper. And like, yeah. And and kind of like shit, I got to take responsibility for this other deeper thing. But uh-huh. I mean, that's that's it. Yeah. Oh no, exactly. And and yeah. and then they can get mad at themselves too because I yeah I ate this bad stuff and I shouldn't mm-hmm. have done that and da da da. And it's yeah. you know they don't feel that they can say that maybe to their spouse or to their kids mm. or whoever. So they so they take it out on themselves. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part. Mm. Like, you know, when people, mm-hmm. it, it's the hardest for me, you know, cause I want, I, I want people to be happy and to make progress. And, right. and, um, you know, it happens a lot of the time when someone, despite making progress, our conversations can be like, you know, I can just hear how hard they are on themselves. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, part, you know, and my job is not to, it's not to judge that or whatever, but just like, right. Point it out. You know, it can be, yeah, it, it can be, yeah, to point it out, but it can be hard listening to that, you know, like it can mm. be hard listening to that. Um, and, and, you know, I try to absorb it into model compassion and, and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think it's part of the job of being a therapist, just like yeah. listening to hard stuff. I think it's just like, that's yeah. part of, you know, my function in life. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 But yeah, people beat themselves up and, and it's really yeah. sad too. It really is sad. Like, um, you know, so a big thing that I think is really important is just like, you know, uh, it's called growth mindset or mm. uh, Carol Dweck, she came up with that word. It's a great word, but it means, you know, one improvement at a time, one little right. improvement. And okay. so I think when people are beating themselves up, all that energy that could have been devoted to reflecting like, oh, what could I do differently next time? What led up to that yeah. event? what, what actually happened? Like all that energy is spent, Mm -hmm. you know, beating the crap out of themselves. And it's like, if you just directed that energy and made a little bit of improvement, like you'd be good. Honestly, you'd be good. Like it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Once people click, like once people finally their belly, first of all, people, if they're not eating they're you know, if they're not eating right and their brain is just like Mm. scattered, you know, the, the eating can help bring a little bit of sanity back Mm -hmm. that feeling of content. Yeah, feeling safe in your body, getting mm-hmm. some content in your body, just grounded a little bit. That's very helpful. Mm-hmm. I think the next biggest thing is when people finally start to internalize like, oh, instead of beating myself up, if I just can can reflect about how it made me feel, what led up to it, understanding that if I don't eat enough food, I'm probably going to binge eat or emotionally eat. Yeah. If I don't do a little bit of self-care, if people can very clearly see that a lack of food and self-care leads to emotional eating... If people make that link and then they're like, oh, so the next time I just do something a little bit differently, like, let me just a little bit differently. If people just get that mindset a little bit differently, it like, 
Wow. They can overcome emotional eating and, and, and everything. And, 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 and to be clear, like everyone emotionally eats, like, you know, you're never going to not be an emotional eater. Like, you know, yeah, it's kind of human yeah. nature. Yeah. Yeah. It's human nature. Um, yeah. So. Don't fight. Don't fight that totally either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise yeah. you start beating yourself up about that too. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Well, I guess we should probably wrap up. You and I could probably Sounds talk good. for hours, but um, yeah, <laughs> sounds good. It's been fun. Yeah. yeah, no, it's been, it's been great. And I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Um, Thanks for having me. Hi everyone. It's Susan. I'm back again to tell you that Jared has a really nice website and a podcast. They're both called Eating Enlightenment. So his uh, podcast is called Eating Enlightenment and it's on Apple and um, a couple of the others. His website is called is eatingenlightenment.com and he has a lot of blog posts, a lot of information up there that you should find very interesting. And I will put all of this information in the show notes as well. And as usual, I will say that this is not medical advice and you should not be thinking that I am a doctor because I am not. If you need any medical advice, please go and see your own doctor or go to some kind of emergency room if that is what you... I hope you all enjoyed this interview with Jared and I am looking forward to talking to all of you next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit healthytipsafter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.